Morning, everyone. Jenna here. Thank you so much for joining us. Many of our customers and followers at Million Marker are women of childbearing age. Our bodies are dynamic and have different needs throughout our menstrual cycle. Uh, Dr. Bendia Gandhi had a really great post uh, on Mind Body Green about eating to support each phase our, of our cycle. So we invited her today to join our Instagram Live to discuss. So Dr. Bendia is a double board certified family physician and integrative medicine was expert in functional and holistic medicine, certified yoga instructor and Reiki master. So she is also the medical director at Revive Atlanta MD and a leptin expert. So we're like super excited to hear her expertise. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna invite her. So she should be here in any minute. Oh, here you are. Oh my goodness. Hi. Hey guys, how are you? Thank you so much for taking the time. And I, I guess I kept sending you invite and then there was some glitches and they keep telling me that fail to join, fail to join. Yeah, sometimes, you know, it's fun with live. Like it does some fun things. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. We're super excited to talk about this topic. Complicated, but really, really interesting. So of course, tell us thank a little you bit for of, having me on. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your background and like why did you become an integrative MD? So I am an integrative and functional medicine doctor in Atlanta. Um, I got into this journey many, many years ago, basically on my own personal wellness. Um, I thought I was healthy. I thought I ate well. I thought I was doing everything right. I was, I did yoga all throughout uh, medical school. I meditated all the time. And I just thought, oh, I've, I'm, I'm living a good, healthy lifestyle, right? But I learned very quickly that I actually wasn't. And I wasn't as healthy as I thought. I was having menstrual irregularities. I was breaking out, having acne. I was high stressed. I was in residency, so I wasn't sleeping all the time. And even though I was probably eating better than the average person, I still wasn't eating the right foods for my body or my hormones. So quickly learned that I had to figure out a different way and I had to come up with um, other solutions because there's no way I could keep this up long term. So that was when my journey to integrative and functional medicine started. I ended up getting diagnosed with celiac very early on and realized I had a lot of gut issues. I had a lot of other issues and a lot of food sensitivities. I was exposed to toxins and all these things. And once I was able to heal myself, clear, clear a lot of things, I actually got better. And here I am today as an integrative and functional medicine doctor teaching people what I, not only what I've been through, but teaching them how to rebalance their hormones, teaching them how to lose weight, teaching them how to just ultimately live a healthier lifestyle. That's really powerful. So like, how does food fit into integrative medicine? Food is so important. You know, um, we have had diets wrong from day one. You know, there's so much misconceptions. There's so many different groups saying, eat this way, eat that way. People don't know what to eat, when to eat. There's so many like confusion when it comes to that kind of stuff. So we have learned that, you know, in the 90s, we were told that um, we should be eating low fat, you know, and we should be doing diet drinks. Mm -hmm. And there, there's so much misinformation that was so wrong. But so many people, including myself, followed that that stuff. You know, we 
we've been told that we need to eat more fruit because fruit is good. And now I've learned, well, not everybody needs to be eating a lot of fruit, you know? Um, so there is no one diet fits all. And it's really coming up with a customized protocol for each individual mm -hmm. person because our metabolic functions and metabolic up, um, genetic markers are all different. And so we have to eat for our bodies, not a general diet that for everybody else. Yeah, totally agree. And then I guess, especially for women during menstrual cycle, these things come into play even more important. So how does like meal planning fit into balancing your cycle? Looks like we might have a little bit connection issue. Oh, hey here you are. I'm so sorry. I'm not really sure what's going on, but um, it's okay. It, it totally happens. <laughs> um, but I don't even know you were saying, and then I was talking and then I don't even know what happened. But when it comes to menstrual, menstrual cycles and eating, one thing I will say is women tend to gravitate towards um, certain types of foods during their cycles. Mm hmm they aren't sure why they want some of these foods or need some of these foods, but it's important to kind of pay attention to your hormones because your hormones are telling you something. And every week during the four weeks that you're having a cycle, it's very important. And there's, there's a reason for that. And there's certain foods that we should be eating to encourage our body to allow these hormones to be appropriate and to kind of um, peak and rise when they should, because that's the normal physiological function of what should be happening. Right. So why does each phase of the cycle have different nutrition requirements? Is it solely just because of the hormones? So yeah, I mean, we have four, four main phases in a menstrual cycle, right? Um, and it's really important because every week is different and every week something different is happening, right? So during the first week, or not just the first week, but during every week, we want to support the rise and the, the fall of the hormones that happen, right? Unfortunately, we're not, we, we, we have to go through these changes because during our menstruating years, the goal technically is for our body is to conceive and to carry a baby. That is what ultimately the body wants to do, right? Physiologically. And so when we're eating to support these things, it makes fertility fruitful and more likely to happen. But also more importantly, you're less likely to have other issues going on because of hormonal dysregulations like PCOS or estrogen dominance or low progesterone or whatever, whatever things that we tend to see that happen. But every week something different is happening and every week it's important that we pay attention to how we should be eating and supporting those hormones during that time. Right. Now let's talk about different faces because I, I think people always get confused with their faces too. So, you know, yes. first follicular phase, what happens to a woman's body during the follicular phase? And, you know, what are some best food to support this phase? Yeah. So follicular phase is really important. This is like day seven to day 14. Basically what's happening is we'll start seeing testosterone start rising during this time. So day one, actually, let me rewind a little bit. So day one of your cycle always starts out the, the day you're shedding blood and the day you're bleeding. So I always call that um, day. So what ends up happening start off with day one is we start seeing the rise of estrogen. Now progesterone has already declined during this time. Mm -hmm. um, because progesterone rises right before you start shedding. So um, day one of your cycle, we'll start seeing a rise in estrogen, and then we'll start seeing peak right before we get to the follicular phase, right? And as we get to the follicular phase, what ends up happening is testosterone will start peaking as well. The whole goal of this follicular phase is to get estrogen and testosterone to rise appropriately. And mm -hmm. what ends up happening is 
the goal is to get to ovulation. Ovulation happens around day 14 approximately, you know, can vary from, honestly, in a, in a female cycle from day 12 to day 18 that we typically see, right? But we always say average about day 14. And the whole goal is for um, ovulation to happen, which is then LH will be released. That's when an egg is released and is wanting to become fertilized. So that is basically the nutshell of what happens when the first couple weeks of the cycle. Now, the second half of the cycle ends up happening after ovulation happens, then we see a different fluctuation in hormones, right? Ovulation, we have that LH peak starts coming down. Then we start noticing estrogen starts coming down as well. Testosterone starts coming down as well. And then we'll start seeing progesterone. So we tend to see different rises in cycles and hormones appropriately throughout the 28 days. Now, follicular phase is basically what what we're triggering ovulation. The next phase or the third week is what we call luteal phase. Luteal phase mm -hmm. is basically the time of ovulation to the time that you'll have your next cycle. So that's what we call the luteal phase. And then the premenstrual phase is the week literally right before your cycle. That's when most females are moodier. That's when progesterone mm -hmm. starts rising at its peak. That's when people will start feeling constipation. The symptoms are irritable. We see a lot of like acne breakouts during this time. The other thing that happens during when progesterone starts peaking we tend to see women start craving certain foods and they're like, I don't know why I need certain foods, but that's usually a progesterone wanting them to kind of support this. So it's really important when we're at each phase, first of all, understanding what, what's happening during each week and each phase, but then understanding, okay, now I understand what's going on here. How can we eat appropriately to, to get our hormones to balance and function well? Because if you're eating if you're, for example, the first week of your cycle in day one, if you're not getting enough iron rich foods during that mm -hmm. cycle, you're going to be exhausted, you're going to be depleted, you're going to be more tired than normal, you're losing mm -hmm. blood during that first week. And so one of the things I highly encourage is eating a lot of iron, a lot of um, a lot of foods that can kind of support your nourishment during that first week. So that's just one example. But the whole goal is to understand, okay, what is what is happening in a typical 28 day cycle? And then how can we support our body nutritionally during that those those days? Yeah, makes total sense. Now let's like uh, diving a little more. We can start with the, the menstrual phase, like the first day. So is there, you mentioned the iron. Is there any food yeah. that people should stay away from during that period? So I encourage lots of leafy greens, a lot of mm -hmm. iron-rich foods, a lot of leafy greens, which are amazing. Beets are really iron-rich foods, which I encourage red meat, seafood, of course, you've got to pay attention to, you know, making sure your cholesterol levels are appropriate and, and making sure you're not allergic or sensitive to some of these foods. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll encourage women to even take an iron supplement, especially if they have a history of excessive bleeding. But ideally, you want to get lots of iron rich foods. The other thing that I really like to incorporate is zinc. Zinc is also important, especially mm -hmm. pumpkin seeds during this time. This really helps because it starts supporting the estrogen rising because not only are you bleeding and you're losing iron, but the big thing is we want to mm -hmm. support estrogen rising at the same time. So one of the things that I really encourage women to do is like start eating pumpkin seeds because they're really rich in zinc and zinc really supports, supports that first phase. That's super good tip. Now, follicular phase. Now, what, what are some best food to support follicular phase? 
So I am, this is actually where you kind of want to start getting into like detox mode. So not only do you mm -hmm. want to make sure you're getting lots of protein during this week, but you also kind of want to get in detox mode. Um, and you also want to think about eating healthier. During the first two weeks of your cycle, you probably have more. The first week, you're, you're a little exhausted. But by that second week, you have a little bit more energy. You've got a little oomph in your step. And you're more likely to, to kind of exert energy. And, and the reason this is happening too is because Again, physiologically, the whole goal is for estrogen and testosterone to rise. Women start feeling a little sexier. They start feeling a little bit more confident. And so we want to support our bodies during this time. So protein is really good. Making sure you're eating an anti-inflammatory diet, things that are mm -hmm. um, whole grains, I would say for sure. Um, a lot of leafy greens, um, but focusing on, on good, healthy nutrition. I love um, encouraging women during this time to eat a lot of like celery, broccoli, a lot of cruciferous vegetables, chard, kale, because this is important for, again, to kind of help start in your body mm -hmm. into that detox mode. It's really good. Cucumbers are another good example of just kind of, okay, these are great foods that we can get to eat that are anti-inflammatory, um, mm -hmm. along with making sure we're getting good lean protein in our diet, whether it's plant-based form or animal form, mm -hmm. to make sure we're supporting this space. Right. Then the, the next phase, uh, ovulation. So what are some food you would recommend women eat during ovulation? Ovul ovulation is so important, right? So I am a huge <sighs> fan of making sure that you're eating a lot of getting a lot of antioxidants during this time. So a lot of colorful vegetables, purple carrots, purple cauliflower, mm. sweet pepper, there's a lot of things, right? So the more antioxidants, the better, right? Spinach, a lot of different things that you, you just think colorful, right? We want more antioxidants during this time. We want to fight free radicals. We want to be our healthiest and our peak when we're ovulating because we're hoping to get pregnant during this time, right? And we're hoping that this is when we can also conceive. So we want to make sure mm -hmm. that we are We've already kind of passed that detox phase and we're still kind of in that detox phase as well. We want to make sure we're getting a lot of antioxidants. One of my favorite things that I love, love during this time is actually broccoli seed sprouts. And the reason I love mm. broccoli seed sprouts is because it's not only a good detoxifying food, estrogen has just peaked. We also want to make sure that we also start eliminating estrogen appropriately, right? That's why we're eating a lot of the detoxifying food. We don't want estrogen to store because if estrogen starts storing, when we get to the last two weeks of our cycle, guess what will happen? We have breast tenderness, we'll have some other side effects mm -hmm. that'll lead up to some issues before our next cycle. So we want to make sure that we're getting rid of the estrogen. Yes, it, it rose, but we're also, we're making sure it's coming out of our body like appropriately and we're not storing it. Oh, wow. This is such good information. So the follicular phase, we want to detox and also making sure estrogen, testosterone in check. And ovulation phase, we really want to support our body and then start having a lot of antioxidant eating, eating colorful meal, uh, colorful uh, veggies and fruits. Wow. That makes sense. Oh, no. Now, lute yeah. luteal phase. So luteal phase, this is important because what we're going to do is during the so we've talked about, uh, well, that was the luteal phase actually, right? During, um, is post ovulation is what we call luteal phase. Mm -hmm. The premenstrual phase is right before we have our cycle. This is when progesterone starts rising. So we need to start supporting progesterone rising. This is important because what we tend to do during this time is crave carbs and sugars and we're, we're craving potato mm -hmm. snacks and we're craving um, donuts and we're, we're, this is the time where we're like eating things that we shouldn't. What we need to be doing is supporting our 
our fat metabolism during this time and our storage of our, our, our mm. fat. So I am a huge fan of making sure we're getting healthy fats like avocados, coconuts, salmon during this time. We want to make sure that we're actually bumping up our caloric needs during this time because when we're eating, when we've increased our calories, we're less likely to binge. We're less likely to snack throughout the day. And our body actually needs those extra couple hundred calories a day to get us ready for our cycle. It kind of sounds a little silly, but that's actually what we really need to do. So your metabolism revs up about 500 calories a day. So we want to support that, right? You also want to focus on healthy carbs. So if you, it's not that we don't want you to eat carbs, but we want to make sure eating healthy carbs, like sweet mm -hmm. potato, whole grains, um, brown rice, quinoa, oatmeal. So a lot of healthy grains versus that bag of potato chips versus the, um, you know, French fries, whatever else that you are really, really wanting. When you're focusing on whole grain complex carbs, you're supporting your estrogen production, or sorry, your progesterone production, and you're more likely to, or less likely to overeat and kind of binge during this time that just seems so natural to do. Wow. I'm, I'm like taking notes like crazy here. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is such good information. The other thing that I'm a huge fan of during this time is we know we're about to have, it, have a cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So not only are we getting healthy fats in, um, again, pre prepping our body for, um, for you know, that, that, that um, cycle to start, making sure we have a lot of magnesium. The reason I recommend a lot of magnesium or magnesium-rich foods is because a lot of times people experience cramping right before their mm -hmm. cycle. And so that's mm -hmm. just a sign of like either magnesium deficiency or your body needs chocolate, not the whole thing, just a little bit, right? Nuts and seeds, again, huge, huge for, for, for zinc, for magnesium, sorry. So you want to make sure you're getting a lot of magnesium rich food during this time. Wow. This is, this is like such good information. And if people forget, you know, how, if they want to see you and get more for their personalized plan, uh, what does the session with you look like? Um, so I do virtual and inpatient consults. Um, my practice is in Decatur, Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia, just a suburb of, of Atlanta. And, you know, my first initial visit, I spent over an hour, an hour and a half with patients, learning everything about them, kind of assessing their health history in detail. I, I get to the nitty gritty. I'm asking questions typically doctors don't ask or things that people are not aware of. So yeah, I get into the whole detail. And then usually at that first time, I, I, I feel like I've been doing this for many years. So I'm pretty intuitive of like what, what needs to happen next. But I'm a big data girl. I love getting lab work. I love checking hormones. I love to make sure everything is, is where it needs to be. Because a lot of times I may suspect something, but you know, it doesn't always happen. And so seeing it on paper is very, very useful. So we get a lot of blood work. We analyze that, start putting protocols in place. But it's really effective because it makes things so approachable, personalized, mm -hmm. and it makes it more um, beneficial when people know, okay, you're right. I actually need to eat this way or my body is, I've been suspecting this and now it shows through my lab. So this is what's going on. Yeah, we're, we're totally on the same page. We're a big believer in testing because unless you test, you don't really know what's going on inside you and you know what's yeah. going on with your own body. I love it. You, you also have an online shop. Tell us some of your favorite products. Yeah, so um, we do have an online store that we just set up a little while ago. And I love it because we have a, a feature a lot of different supplements, a lot of different brands. And it's really important because yes, I highly encourage that you support your, your diet through nutrition. But if you've got a lot of gut issues, mm -hmm. 
malabsorption um, or inflammation, whatever, you can't always do it through nutrition alone. I, I really wish we could. Nutrition is a big part of it. Don't get me wrong, but I, I really encourage supplements and supplements will kind of help you um, tip you over the edge in a good way. So um, we do have our supplement store. Um, the link is definitely in my profile. So please check it out. We have a lot of cool stuff there from immune support, women's health, weight loss, and so much more. So yeah, we have a lot of fun supplements there. Yeah. Also on your website, you have a free immunity guide as well. So people can, you know, enter that information, download that guide to begin with and book calls with you. We have a lot of fun stuff on my website, both on my Dr. Bindi MD website, as well as my Revive ATL MD site. So we have a lot of cool guides lately. Um, one of the things that I, I've been doing is I've been working out with a, a lot of patients on helping them kind of identify what could be causing them to be weight loss resistant or having issues hormonally with weight. So I have a, a free leptin quiz on my site. We have guides on how to kind of jumpstart your metabolism. You can download um, we have a lot of fun freebies. We've got an immune guide, like you mentioned already. So we have a lot of fun things that people can download. But more importantly, it's, it's more information to kind of, kind of empower you and kind of reset and restart your health, health and wellness journey. Love it. Love it. I think leptin is another like huge topic that we have not talked about. We would love to invite you back on to talk about leptin because that's a such important hormone when it comes to weight loss. Oh my goodness. I can talk hours on leptin. <laughs> I know so much about leptin and yeah, it's, it's really fun. Unfortunately, it's, it's a lesser known, unknown hormone that most people are not aware of and uh, patients are not going to their doctor to get it checked out all the time. Many traditional doctors don't even check for it. Um, and definitely right. endocrinologists don't check it, but it's really important because it really puts a lot of piece of the puzzle in when it comes to weight loss resistance, weight loss plateaus, but even optimally for, for everything else. So it really is important for just our journey in general. Thank you so much. Until next time, we're going to have to talk about leptin. So thank you yeah, so much for, sure. for joining us today. And then also everyone be, be sure to follow Dr. Bendia Gandhi as the DR Bindia MD. And also you can check out Bindia. Dr. Dr. Bindia's website, drbindiamd.com. And we will also have all the information in our LinkedIn bio um, and promoting and the post promoting this uh, Instagram live. Yes. Thank you guys for having Look me. Look like I lost and, you again. Um, I saw a lot of familiar, I saw a lot of familiar faces. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Such good information. Thank you so much. All right. Talk you to you soon. Care. Bye. Bye.